Bronco Nation News Live is presented by RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics. Power in people, pride in painting. Check them out at ROEPaint.com. Now, here's BJ Rains. Hey, how are we doing, Boise State fans? Welcome on in. Bronco Nation News Live here at BroncoNationNews.com. We got Jay Tust joining us uh, momentarily as we uh, kick off a Friday edition. And uh, there he is. How's it going, Jay? I'm good. How are you doing? You were here, and then literally we're three seconds from the show starting, and I looked down on the uh, on the screen, and you were uh, ten to go flip little the, one or something. Yeah. Had to go flip the, the bacon. That's oh, oh that's uh, very way more important uh, than than coming on here for thirty minutes. So you, you can't uh, can't burn the bacon. Yeah. How you doing, man? Man, good. opening day yesterday was awesome. Uh, the yeah, Mariners man. won, so I'm in a good mood. The Astros yeah. lost, so I'm in a better mood. Cardinals scored nine runs and lost. That was fun. Heck of a game, though, right? That's there's some back and forth in that thing. Yeah, a little too much. Cardinals take the lead in the eighth, and then yeah, the ninth. But uh, no, you had the new rules. Love uh, them. I yeah. actually love them. Yeah. What do you think? They make the game faster. I'm fine with them. I'm I'm fine with them. I just I saw one where a uh, dude on the I forget which team it was. Uh, one of the games. I think it was the I think it was Devers in the in the Red Sox game or something. Dude was standing in the batter's box, even but he wasn't looking at the pitcher, so he got called for a, a, a violation and a strike three. I, no, I think if I can make one like a amendment to that rule or whatever, I would give each team one warning. That's fine. That's fair. You no, know? yeah, that's I fair. Mean, the only reason the only reason why I do that is because we're going to get to a game that's going to be decided in the bottom of the ninth or something like that. And it, it could be a little bit subjective. Like, is is the batter looking at the pitcher, like you just said, or something like that? And um, it's going to end a game, and it's going to be controversial. And who knows if it happens at the end of the season, maybe it impacts a playoff berth or something like that. But I feel like if you just gave one team each warning, you'd be like, hey, we, you already had your warning. Like, you knew this. Don't walk the fine line anymore. Yeah, that's probably so. But uh, what I hate is at least the Mariners play tonight. The Cardinals, most of these teams have a day off today. So you're all excited for opening day, and then you got to wait another day. But uh, uh, you have uh, Mariners, one of five games, I think, tonight. So, yeah, congratulations on your uh, 162-0 and uh, yeah. regular season. And, and uh, we'll see you in the World Series, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'll take it if it means we're in it. <laughs> that is uh, Jay Tust. Uh, we're talking baseball here for the next 30 minutes on Bronco Nation News Live. Now, I, w- I wish, but uh, we do have some Boise State stuff to get to. But uh, Jay Tust, sports director over at KTVB. This is Bronco Nation News Live on a Friday. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bronco Nation News. We would love to have you uh, subscribe to our YouTube channels. We continue to build that up throughout the summer. So if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter, please make the switch over to the YouTube channel uh, right there on the bottom of the screen. You can click like, subscribe, all that good stuff like the uh, YouTubers say. We would love uh, to have you. I wanted to start with the Final Four tomorrow, though, Jay, because San Diego State in the Final Four, uh, Mountain West connection, at least for the next couple of weeks until they announce they're going to the Pac-12. But uh, uh, San Diego State single-handedly has earned the Mountain West $10 million uh, that you cannot get any units once you get to the final four. So there's no more money to be made, but, uh, San Diego state actually favored, yeah. uh, in the game, uh, to be playing in the national championship game on Saturday or on Monday. Uh, but, uh, pretty cool for the mountain West. And, um, you know, I think there's some, you know, if you're a Boise state fan, I think most people it seems like have been pulling for San Diego state, um, to this point and, uh, tomorrow about four Oh nine, which 
Jay, for us, my understanding is going to be right during the time we're waiting to interview Andy Avalos for the scrimmage tomorrow night. But um, we will uh, get a chance uh, to see San Diego State and Florida Atlantic for a right to play for it all on Monday. Pretty pretty cool for the Aztecs and for the Mountain West. They said that NIL was going to ruin college sports, right? They said that the transfer portal was going to ruin college sports. And now we're looking at one half of a Final Four that has FAU and San Diego State in it. I mean, it's, it's, it's just incredible. And I think especially when you look at what was in the Final Four last year compared to this year, it's just insane. I mean, you had some guy, I think his name was Bill Self or something, coaching the Jayhawks in the Final Four. Uh, Mike Krzyzewski was in the Final Four. The new guy was Hubert Davis. But, I mean, when you're the coach of North Carolina, you get nationally known in, in a hurry. So, I mean, it just – it's wild to think of the Blue Blood programs and the coaches that were in the Final Four last year. Uh, Jay Wright as well. Um, three of those four coaches had multiple national championships. And you look at the combined Final Fours by this current group, and it's one. And it's um, uh, Larinaga took um, George Mason back to the Final Four years ago. So it's just the – I mean, I'm going to watch. I think it's going to be awesome. I know that there are going to be some fans out there and – Probably, you know, BJ, it's not even just fans. It's probably like just like casual, I kind of watch sports, people that they won't be able to rope in because you won't turn on the TV and no Kansas or no Kentucky or any of those programs. But yeah. I think it's going to be just fascinating. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it, and, and I'm pulling for San Diego State. I, I know Brian Dutcher, to some, uh, his appearance with the slicked back hair and stuff, I think some people could, could see him coming off as a, a guy that you wouldn't like. But I, I really enjoy Brian Dutcher. I think he's always very complimentary of the opposing teams they play. He always says very nice things about Boise State and, and Leon Rice. And um, I've always enjoyed media days and after post games and Mountain West tournament, getting to talk to Brian Dutcher. So I, uh, I've uh, enjoyed him, and I'm, I'm – pulling for 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 him and for San Diego State and um you know it is crazy they've gotten the league 10 million dollars uh but the second they leave the conference their 111th of that is gone so it's actually even more money uh for the other schools in the Mountain West should San Diego State leave and mm-hmm. I was reading an article I think in the Athletic this morning uh earlier about uh, how it's similar for Texas you know going to the SEC and you got all these schools like uh you know Florida Atlantic going to the uh yep. and all these other schools that are moving conferences and um you know, it's uh, the money doesn't stay. And so it's very interesting oh. how that or it doesn't stay with that team. Yeah, the money so stays in the conference. Uh, it stays in the conference. And it's crazy how that uh, that works out where, where uh, you know, the, the, the Big 12 commissioner is rooting for Texas, even though they're leaving the league because they get the money when they win. So it's just uh, crazy mm-hmm. how that works. But uh, I kind of wish they were on opposite sides so they could have played in the title game. But I guess the fact that we're guaranteed to have either Florida Atlantic or San Diego State in the national title game is pretty cool. That's that's really cool. It's really cool. It's I mean it's a Cinderella story at its finest, and you know I, I say that in um, it's definitely not to be um, diminish what FAU or San Diego State has done this year, but just nobody predicted them to make it this far, right? Like they were good teams, really good teams. We got a chance to see San Diego State up close, and the thing that stood out to me most about San Diego State, again I, I've said this a number of times. Those boys have been in the weight room. I mean, they they have a physical presence to them. And so when they stepped on the floor with Alabama, it didn't look like they were a Mountain West team, you know, or, or, or whatever. Like, they physically held up. And it was a big reason why they were able to pull off that win. And it's a big reason why they might be the best defensive team in America. Um, their ability to defend the three throughout the NCAA tournament 
has been at historic levels, like uh, the best in the last 13 years at defending the three. Like it, it's really hard to argue that they've, they've been incredible. And so it's, it's just been cool to see. And the, the one reason why I will say I'm actually happy we get to see this game in the final four is because it guarantees we get to see this game. I think these are two incredibly tough teams and they are going to, it is going to be a knockdown drag out fight toughest team wins because they've been the tougher team in each of their games uh, in the NCAA tournament up to this point. And so if, if you want to highlight the actual final four matchups, I think what we got is, is pretty good. You have UConn and Miami and FAU and San Diego state. And so one thing I wanted to ask you, and I meant to have this conversation off camera, but we might as well have it on camera um, in terms of using earning units, you can earn units up to the final four, but not after the final four. Is that correct? Yes, they're done. They're now yeah. done. So now, so now they they the final four does count as a unit. But if they you got win, the unit for playing in this game, right? The games you play in, as you know, not the games that, that you win. But when you right. win, you get to play in another game. But there is there is no unit for the national championship game. So yeah. this is this is it. And the thing that I think is interesting too about this is you know um, it it's been kind of interesting to dive into this BJ. I didn't I didn't know a ton about it before this year because in all honesty we haven't really paid attention <laughs> to it before this yeah. year. Um, at least in the, in the last handful of seasons, but whatever, when it comes to the NCA, like in the units they hand out, right? Like I thought initially you had to go back and find, if you were trying to calculate units in 2018, I thought you had to find the value of a 2018 unit, but that's not the case. So when we talk about how much money, you know, the San Diego state's earning each school about $250,000 this year, that's just this year. Like, Maybe we need to get Dayton Robinson on here to, to, to teach us a little accounting or something like that because those those wins in 2000 those units in 2018 have the same value as a 2023 unit, right? So now, I mean, like they're they are really elevating even past performances this year. So I think you know I should have double checked before I got on, but I think that somewhere it's in the neighborhood of. 621,000 or something does that does that sound right that they'll be getting from the NCA each year essentially for the next six years I know that and again there's going to be a year at the back end that falls off so it's it, it, I should say next year next year they'll be getting 621,000 total dollars as a result of NCA performances by the Mountain West Conference yeah there's a it's a it's a weird something way to like do it that. Yeah, it's a six-year payout, so uh, essentially they're getting two hundred and fifty thousand the next six years from this tournament run. Yes, but they're getting money from previous tournaments as yeah. well. Um, you know, like so next year they'll get you know the the two fifty from this year, but then they would get you know it, from twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's it, a little but convoluted, but like again, when you look at a ba- and I, again, it's not going to all go to basketball. I get it, but hypothetically, for just for this example, we're going to do it. Um, $621,000 is is a significant part of Boise State's basketball budget which is like 4.5 million. Yep. I mean that that really allows you to potentially do some things. Well, and, and and what it does is a run like this where you had San Diego State getting to the final four, you had four Mountain West teams getting in the tournament. Uh it, it pays I mean it's muchly needed because frankly mm-hmm. as you were talking about I mean it, it was starting to drop off. I mean there was only uh you know a couple of units that were still going to be going on because they haven't yep. had a ton of success in recent years. So this guarantees a minimum of 250 for the next 6 years and um it, it's a big deal. I mean you think about all these other conference teams that uh 
you know, these other conferences that go on big runs, they're, they're getting a significant amount of money. So it, it helps infuse some needed cash into these teams for the next six years. And if they can keep this going, uh, they have a chance to make some uh, some some serious money here uh, moving forward. So good luck to San Diego State. Uh, no. I'll be watching the game. I'm, it's kind of like I said, it's kind of a bummer because they're both really cool stories that they both can't play for at all. But to know that one of them is guaranteed to play for it all is much more exciting than a uh, you know a UConn Miami final, I guess. So to know that, to know we get one of these teams to root for, and I'll be pulling for whichever team on that side wins, um, will be cool. And you know, I I I know Boise State fans don't want to hear it. Uh, Jay, but I mean, I was talking to our buddy Travis Hawks from the Blue and Orange store the other day, and he said, you know what, seeing San Diego State make this run makes me even more fired up and more optimistic that a school like Boise State can make this run. I mean, Boise State beat them. Boise State is right there with them, you know, 1A in terms of uh, the last couple of years in this conference. And, you know, sure, you can look at the two rosters and say San Diego State is deeper. They're built a little different. Um, you know, they have the pedigree. That's fine. But, um you know, all it takes is one win. I mean, Florida Atlantic, I think a lot of people either forget this, don't even know this, don't realize this. Florida Atlantic was losing with 10 seconds left to Memphis in the first I've round, 8-9 game. There was a there was a tie-up on the floor. Memphis was calling for a timeout. The guy had the ball. If they call timeout, Memphis probably shoots free throws. They're up three. They probably win the game. But they, get, they gave it a jump ball, which turned it over, I believe, to FAU. And that allowed FAU to score essentially a buzzer beater, uh, you know, the last couple of seconds. Seconds to, to win the game and so FAU is in the, in the final four and they could have been out very easily in the first round I mean I know everyone wants to just blame Leon Rice say the program can't win the big games all that kind of stuff the same storylines but it really does take a lot of luck and a lot of randomness when it gets to the tournament and so you see what a school like San Diego State is doing and I don't think there's any reason why a school like Boise State couldn't make a similar run I, I agree with you man um, and I even think you look at you know, you go back and you look at how long it's taken San Diego State to kind of build this thing, BJ. Jeff Fisher, excuse me, Steve Jeff Fisher. Wow. I was looking at you and thought Jeff Fisher. Um, Steve favorite, Fisher. Favorite, still a national holiday, Jeff Fisher Day, uh, July 9th, 7-9. That was yeah. the, uh, the record he'd had every year in St. Louis. <laughs> uh, Steve Fisher, though, the legendary head basketball coach over at San Diego State. You know, he arrived there in uh, prior to the 1999-2000 season, right? And um, it, it really was kind of a, a slow build for him with the Aztecs. And eventually he got that program going in the right direction. But um, you look how long it took him to win an NCAA tournament game. Uh, it didn't happen until the 2011 NCAA tournament. So it, it took Steve um, quite a few years to get the Aztecs to where he wanted to. And, and in between then... Um, or that moment, he took the uh, Aztecs to the NCAA tournament three total times. So there, there's some similarities there to the Leon Rice era. And now that Rice is getting the staff, the support, the financial backing, potentially the facilities, all of this stuff that he needs to take this program to the next level, it seems like, you know, they're, they're on the verge or on the cusp of something special. And even when it comes to like recruiting and stuff like that, like this is a highly unpredictable thing, BJ. Like I, it, it just is like you're counting on kids to come in, buy in, and then really want to work and develop. And sometimes four-star athletes do that. And sometimes they don't like it, it just is what it is. But if you look at the type of guys, the Boise state is now recruiting um, where they're able to go and get these recruits. It's, it's definitely different than the first few years um, you know, that, that Leon was here. They're getting a different caliber of athlete. And um, it's just, it, it feels 
like they are close. And it, it really does. And um, as soon as they can clear a couple of those last hurdles, you know, it, it could be something special. And even you know, I, I bring up San Diego State, this is the first year they've also ever cleared the Sweet 16, BJ. So it's not like – I mean, it's hard to win games, um, especially in the month of March. No, no doubt about it. Uh, and I do want to talk about – them being close and the steps they're trying to take to, to get over that hump here in just a second. But uh want to thank Cutwater Spirits. For, we're broadcasting from those Cutwater Spirits mobile studios. More than 30 flavors of pre-mixed premium cocktails. I recommend the Long Island, the uh, Mango Margarita, the Pina Colada is a good one. Uh, perfect uh, beverage for the Final Four this weekend or your opening day, opening weekend, I guess, baseball. Cutwater Spirits, pick up a couple at your local a gas station or a grocery store, you're looking to spruce up your uh, back patio, your garage, your basement. How about rowpaint.com? They're taking those schedules now. They're scheduling out for the concrete coatings for uh, the spring. They'll come to a free estimate at your house, and uh, I highly recommend the concrete coatings from rowpaint.com. Basement, garage, as I said, the back patio, they can transform the look of that old slab of concrete. Get more information, roepaint.com. Lithia Ford of Boise, they'll be giving Jay Tust a – Bronco Sport, when he hits a hole-in-one at the Bronco Nation News Golf Tournament on June 2nd, they are uh, donating a hole-in-one prize of a new Bronco Sport for hole six at Timberstone. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. We appreciate Lithia Ford of Boise. Jay Tuss, you're, you're putting your finger up there in the back. I can test drive that now so I know what it's like after the hole-in-one or just wait. <laughs> Jim Sterk's a great guy. You might let you even borrow for the weekend if you're interested. Yeah, he's he's helped out uh, Riley Smith as well as uh, Paige Barsh. Uh, uh, the Reigns family paid full price for our vehicle, but uh, we are very happy, and uh, you can too. Check out LithiaFordBoise.com. Big supporters of Boise State Athletics, uh, and go support them for your next vehicle purchase. Idaho Central Credit Union, ICCU.com, the best in mobile e-branch online banking. If you're uh, looking for a new bank or looking to simplify and ease your banking experience, particularly the online mobile e-branch banking, look no further than Idaho Central Credit Union. There's a, a location pretty much on every corner, but you can check them out at ICCU.com. You're looking for a new job about transportation compliance service. TCS can help you out every step of the way to get into the trucking industry. Uh, they can help you out with all the DOT permits, overweight permits, all the things you need that I know nothing about that you probably don't either. Let them do it for you. Whether it's the Amazon truck in your neighborhood, the big rig on your screen, they can help you at uh, transcompservice.com. And the Blue and Orange Store, the blueandorangestore.com. We appreciate Travis Hawks and company. Go in, check them out. Uh, it's an amazing store if you haven't been in there. The second floor of the Boise Town Square Mall, right next to Pro Image there. Uh, a ton of new sideline apparel, the retro gear, all the great Boise State gear and bumper stickers, car flags, uh, anything you need. Uh, check them out, the Blue and Orange Store. And online, you get a free shipping, any order over $40 at the Blue and Orange Store. .com. Jay, some movement in the transfer portal this week. Boise State has now lost three players. Sada Nganga, Pavle Kuzmanovic, Burke Smith are out. So far, Roddy Anderson is in. We know uh, from a, a, a picture on social media, and I've been able to confirm it, I think you have as well, that uh, Cam Martin, a center, uh, is, visited earlier this week. So they've got Roddy Anderson in the fold at point guard. Now they're moving on to the post players. Um, but uh, you know, we're not even at the final four yet. Two weeks from yesterday was Boise State's last game. It's been 15 days, and they've already uh, made some significant uh, adjustments to the roster as Leon Rice tries to build this super team, as he calls it. You know, the only surprise, um, and, I, and I'm only going to call it a surprise because we were kind of told different after the NCAA tournament, and, I, and I'm not going to hold it against the kid by any means because 
there's time for reflection and for everybody just to try to make the, the best decision for themselves. But after the NCAA tournament immediately, you know, Sada Naganga said that he was going to come back to Boise State. And he, and he told two no, people, you and me, by the way. Yeah, and yeah, and, and he said it um, a, a number of times too, BJ. Like he 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 seemed pretty confident in it. Um, that being said, as as movement happens and and you know you evaluate the situation, he decided that. Um, he wanted to enter the transfer portal and, and go find playing time somewhere else. And I get it. Like, I, I know that um, some might be critical of the situation, but this is college athletics today. Like this, it, it's not going anywhere. This is what everybody's going to have to deal with from here on out. Right. And so you look at what was in front of Sada and you have, he's, he's likely a guy that could play somewhere two through four. and with Max Rice, Chibuzo Abo, and Tyson Dagenhart all returning, that just would have been really tough for him to log significant minutes next year. I mean, that's a trio that's probably going to average somewhere in the neighborhood of 35 minutes per game next year, and and maybe even more for a guy like Tyson and Max. So um, for guys like Tyson and Max, so I I I, I get why he he might have drawn back and and said that now nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in a different direction. Um, I do think that maybe a guy that we were kind of a little skeptical of what he might do, or at least wondering what he was going to do is a guy like Kobe young. But I think this move probably strengthens Kobe Young's stance with the program because he probably would have been kind of competing for minutes, at least at some point with Sada next year. And so I don't, I don't necessarily view it as a bad thing. I think that there might be one more that we got to keep a try. Got to keep an eye on. I would say Mo. Would you agree? Now, Mo's situation is is interesting. I, I talked it about is. this a, a little bit with Prater, but uh, my understanding is he, you know, and I need to confirm this. I probably shouldn't be, you know, speculating on this, but it, it sounds like he may not be in a position to graduate this spring, and he has already transferred once, so he is not eligible to play right away at another school next season uh, other than Boise State. And so um, the decision with Mo might be play next year at Boise State or don't play at all, and the decision might not necessarily – be his because uh, I hate to you know say it, but it's a it's a cutthroat you know business, and um, guys sometimes uh, are are asked to you know seek playing time elsewhere. The scholarships are not you know four or five years; they're now one year kind of renewable scholarships. It works both mm-hmm. ways. But um, if Boise State has a chance to upgrade the roster with his spot, they could theoretically say, "Hey, man, like we, you know, we we appreciate your time. We don't see you playing this year. It's probably better if you just move on with your life." Um, and so that could happen. And there's a chance that probably will happen to be honest with you down the road. But I think that's why you haven't seen him yet in the transfer portal because they still have two spots available. Um, so until they fill those spots and then have another guy in the fold, there's really no need for, for him to, to exit now, unless he's already made up his mind that he doesn't want to play next year. Um, so I think that's where things stand with Mo. I do think it's, if I had to guess more likely than not, that he's not on the roster next year. Um, but I think that that, um, is why we haven't already seen him go. I think that nail on the head. I mean, I don't even know if I want to add to that because that's, that's, that's a good summary of it all, BJ. I, I think that if you see him next year, um, it, it means that Boy State needs him. And if they, as you said, can find a better situation, then, then it is what it is, you know? So either way, Boise State – whether it be Mo or somebody else, um, even after they address, you know, that, that starting five spot, I mean, the five in the starting five, um, 
they still need a big off the bench or somebody that can they can at least be a little physical, um, give them five fouls, go in and rebound. Like they still do need that guy to come off the bench. So is it Mo? Is it somebody else that's not on the roster right now? Kind of a wait and see approach to it. But either way, I do feel like that is that is a need for this team. So they got the point guard. Now they got to go out and get the five in their starting lineup. And then after that, they have, you know, at least one more spot to be calculated with of, of how they want to address it. Likely, I would assume, trying to dip back into the transfer portal, but um, we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah, you mentioned the point guard. They're trying to get the center now, um, and we'll see kind of what direction they go there. But um, I know they feel really good about Andrew Meadow being a contributing player, Chris Lockett. You mentioned Kobe Young. Um, but I think, yeah, I think you use both spots for the transfer portal. I think you try to find another starter caliber player um, and I think Leon Rice gets it, Jay. I mean, I, you know, uh, talked to him after the game and it just seems like the frustration of the lack of depth and you know what people want to rip on him and the coaching staff for not playing guys earlier in the season. That's fair. That's fine. You know, um, but, uh, he needed to win the St. Louis game, needed to win the A&M game, needed to win some of these games. And if you don't, um, uh, you know, if you're not in a position where you felt like those guys were worthy, he wasn't going to play Sada and Ganga because just, just, Oh, I'm going to play Sada and Ganga 10 minutes, no matter what tonight. Like if you're not ready to play, then you're not ready to play. And if you want to rip, if, if, if that means the coaching staff's at fault because they didn't evaluate the talent right before they got to Boise State, I'll, I'll listen to that argument. But just the fact that you're, they should have played Kobe Young just to play him in, in November so he'd be ready in February, that doesn't necessarily fit with me. I think they, you know, they when, when that game starts, you tip the ball up, you got to find a way to win that game. And you're not going to play guys just to play them. So um, I'm not saying the coaching staff doesn't deserve any criticism because sure, you could say maybe they missed on on Sato or misevaluated him, or maybe they missed on Mosilla or they missed on other people, which led them to taking Mosilla in the first place. I mean, I get it. The lack of depth is certainly on the coaching staff. They build the roster. They put it together. I'm not, I'm not saying they don't deserve any blame, but I do think Leon Rice realized in the tournament after the Northwestern game, like we can't do this again. We have to have some quality players to come off the bench where we, we need to have more than five players. We can't have a injury to Marcus Shaver jr. And all of a sudden be screwed. Um, we can't. So I, I do feel like, and maybe we're already seeing that by the they've, it's 15 days since they played and they've already had at least two visitors on campus. Like mm-hmm. I feel like they're on a mission to significantly upgrade this roster and I feel like that part of that is going beyond the starting five. They need at least one more big, but I think they get a second and maybe they get another wing player if they end up, you know, using Mo's spot. I, I think that they are um, just reading between the lines, Jay. I would be surprised if there's not multiple more additions of quality players. I, I agree. And um, the one thing that Boise State has on, has, um, on their side is that guys that go into the transfer portal, I, I believe, for the most part, um, they're looking for two basic things, the chance to win and the chance to play. Boise State can certainly offer the chance to win because they've done it at a pretty high rate, believe it or not, in, in the Leon Rice era. There's been two kind of, uh, quote-unquote, dud seasons. But um, if you want a chance to compete and win games and uh, try to win a Mountain West tournament and go to the NCAA tournament, you have a chance to come to Boise State and be a significant contributor on a team that's going to chase those goals each and every year. And you look at, again, the playing time issue last year, uh, maybe it's not starter minutes, but you definitely have a chance to come in and, and again, to play and, contri- and contribute. So 
it's uh, I think the Broncos are in a pretty good spot. And I think they're in a better spot this year than they were last year. And as we all know, they were still able to repeat this past year and go to the NCAA tournament for a second straight year. Uh, they got three incredible pieces right now in Max Rice, who I know that John Rothstein tweeted that out last night. He's definitely coming back. But like, we knew that for quite some time. The emoji with the hand over the face, I was just kind of like, uh, you know. Uh, nothing, I, mean, what, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for it? Max Rice that he gets the national recognition. Happy for Max Rice to get some national recognition. I mean, like, Leon, all Leon Rice has been, Leon, Leon's been talking for months about him coming back. Now, he did, for whatever reason, have his senior day and walk. Yeah. and did say, you know, you never know or something when somebody asked him after the game. But uh, and I don't know, I guess, if there's been 100% yes, I'm back. But, I mean, it was – widely assumed and believed and pretty much I known that was, he was going to be back. Yeah, I think there's some – I think it was pretty close to he's coming back. But yeah. Whatever. Either way, with him, Chabuzo, and Tyson Dagenhart both all coming back next year, I mean, those are just incredible – three incredible building blocks. And, you know, I, I just wanted to say real quick, going back to your depth issue, BJ, and how kind of fra- – like how strong this team was at times, but at the same time how kind of fragile they were. When Marcus Shaver Jr. couldn't play, it just – it threw everything off. And I think Jace Whiting is going to be an awesome player for this Boise State team in the years to come. But against Santa Clara, against San Diego State, in the NCAA tournament game, when Marcus wasn't Marcus, when Marcus wasn't available, it, I mean, it was just a night and day difference at times. And again, I, I think Jace Whiting is going to be a great player for this team. He is going to be a program guy, the blood, sweat, and tears. He is going to work hard. You're never going to question things like that with him. But it's hard to replace Marcus Shaver Jr., and we saw that this year. And then especially when, you know, Jace went into the starting lineup, all of a sudden Pavle Kuzmanovic is playing significant minutes. And that's just – it's just not an ideal situation. I, I don't – I hope that doesn't come off as too crass, but it's just not – it's just not an ideal situation. You look at you look at the reserves that come off the bench for – and Adam Seiko comes off the bench they, for San Diego State. They just hit you. Like, I mean, the gap, a rope comes off the bench yeah. for San Diego State. Uh, that guy's like the most underrated player on their team. It seems like he's always the one that like tips an offensive rebound or gets a loose ball. Like, I love his game because, again, he's not going to go out and score 20 points and or anything like that, although he's done that too. Um, but he, he just does all these little things. And it's like those guys take so much pride coming off the bench and impacting a game. Jaden How Ledee do you develop that? Texas Tech tra- or the Texas uh, TCU transfer, Jaden Ledee, uh, doesn't yeah. even start for them and comes off the bench. Uh, uh, Micah Parrish comes off the bench and plays 21 minutes a game for them. So, uh, I mean, I'm looking at their stats right now, Jay. Yeah, you have Jaden Ledee, a, tex- a TCU transfer, averages 18 minutes a game off the bench. Micah Parrish. 22 minutes off the bench. Adam Seiko, 20 minutes off the bench. Uh, a get a rope, 16 minutes off the bench. So four players averaging at least 16 minutes that don't start. And Seiko's been in college for like 74 years. They are going to lose some guys. They lose uh, Mensa as well, and I believe Bradley and some other guys. Yeah, they're but I'm saying Seiko's a guy that he look how long he's been playing this game, and he's still cool with being that that guy that comes off the bench and you know, sinks a couple of big threes or plays defense or whatever. Do you know so. the highest number of minutes on average that a San Diego State player has? Uh, I think it's like 27, 28, and I'm pretty sure that everybody in Boise State starting five averaged more 
with San Diego State's highest minutes getter per game. Yeah, Darian Trammell, 27.1 minutes per game. Matt Bradley, 26.2 minutes per game. Lamont Butler, 25.7 minutes per game. And then you go down to uh, uh, Keisha Johnson, 22 minutes a game. And Nathan Mensa, 21 minutes a game. Those are your five starters. I don't know if I ever want to see Tyson Degenhardt playing less than like 33, 34 minutes a game. Because that is he, true. He, he is an ox, right? But you're talking about their leading scorer and Matt Bradley playing 26 minutes a night. Imagine how much fresher you could, you could, uh, you know, a guy like Tyson would be if for some reason he only had to play 26 minutes a night. And I'm not talking about just on, on any given night. I'm talking about when, when March madness rolls around. I mean, that BJ, that's what you're talking 10 minutes a game difference over um, a 30 game schedule. I mean, that, that's 300 minutes of, yep. of action off the court versus on the court that would just be a massive, massive difference if you're, if you're trying to stay healthy and, um, you know, win a game at the NCAA tournament. I, I, I'm going to just reiterate, I don't know if I ever want to see Tyson. I don't want to see situations where he's not on the floor for a, a huge majority of the game. But I, I'm just saying, like, if you look at situations like that and you think about preserving guys' health and, and being fresher for the Mountain West tournament and the NCAA tournament, things like that would certainly help. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, we are running out of time here. I'm yeah. sorry to folks that I didn't get to all the uh, comments on uh, the, the chat today. Derek did say uh, our moose didn't make the decision to late in the game that made him tough. They also had some other guys they were trying to go for that um, they didn't get that thought they might get. And there was a lot going on last year, Jay, which I think is why they're trying to strike a little earlier this year yep. and not kind of wait around to see who's um, out there. I, I don't think this is correct. This is pretty sure you can transfer every year as long as you maintain your grades and meet the deadlines. Uh, you get one free transfer where you don't have to sit out. But other than that, you have to graduate uh, to transfer. You have to be a graduate student or be graduated to transfer the second time, I believe. Uh, and then I like this. We got uh, our, our uh, friends on the YouTube chat kind of helping each other out. Perry says, did Pavle officially enter the portal? And Kendra says, yes, Perry. And then Perry says, thanks, Kendra. So I like to see the uh, the chat. Guys helping each other out. So I uh, appreciate that. Sorry we couldn't get to all of the um, all of the uh, comments today. Uh, Bradley getting benched in the final minutes of the last couple of games. Um, sometimes not the clutchest free throw shooter as we've seen in Boise late in the I, game. So. I got it. Who was that that drew up that comment there, BJ? Josh DeWitt, who is yeah, playing and who, who just paid and is playing in the golf tournament. Josh, appreciate oh, it. Looking good. forward to having you. And uh, maybe we'll see if you can outdrive uh, Jay Tust in the long drive competition. I'm sure he can get it in the fairway at least. Just aim for that. Um, I did see that cutaway of Bradley on the uh, the bench late in that game, and I thought the same freaking thing. And it was it was back to when you know you, you trade offense for defense at the end of the game, and it was at the moment to trade for offense, and they showed the cutaway, and Bradley was on the bench. That one that one surprised me a little bit. But they had got they had quality guys. They felt comfortable putting in. Yeah. That's the difference. I mean, exactly. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I, I think that Leon and company know that the roster needs some upgrades. They're mm-hmm. certainly going to miss Marcus Shaver jr. They're certainly going to miss uh, Najee Smith uh, and Lucas Milner, but uh, they, they're doing, they, they're doing all they can to kind of uh, make this roster overall as a whole better uh, next season. And, and uh, we'll see, they're off to a good start with uh, the point guard. And then uh, we'll see what they can do in the middle and, and at the wing position here, moving forward. Jay, get back to the bacon. Appreciate you, man. Thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, no football interviews today, but we have the, uh, private closed scrimmage tomorrow and then we'll have uh andy avalos talking after the scrimmage tomorrow and then uh, one more week of football next week the spring game is next saturday on the 8th at uh, 1 30 we do have opening day tomorrow though weather permitting for the uh, meridian youth baseball uh 
six and under coach pitch Braves for uh, Nelson's team and the eight and under uh, the Mets. The Mets. I uh, never thought I'd be Braves and Mets fans, but uh, the Mets are starting tomorrow as well. So I got the uh, went on Amazon, got the got the hats for both teams here. So we're Love ready it. to go for the uh, kids' team. So we'll have a, making my head coaching debut tomorrow, Jay. I love it. Good luck. Don't get tossed. Appreciate it. I, I was hoping Jay would be the assistant coach, and maybe that may have to happen at some point later. And we'll, we'll, we'll work on that for next year's contract negotiations. But uh, everybody have a great rest of your weekend. We got some stuff coming this afternoon to the website as well, bronconationnews.com. Go subscribe to the golf tournament. We'd love to have you. We're opening up a second afternoon flight, so uh, we'll, more details next week on that. But uh, Bronco Nation News, have a great weekend. He's Jay Tust. I'm PJ Reigns. Get more at bronconationnews.com.